1: Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it must be Monday. Welcome to the Monday Night Raw Wrestling Inc. After Show. And that's right, you guys, we were all thinking it all week long. The big return happened. Raj Geary showed up to the After Show. The return, everyone was thinking it was going to happen tonight. Raj, <laughs> here, uh, along with Jimmy and myself, Jack. So good to see you guys. Uh, Raj, how have you been? How... How's it been being a free man?
2: (laughs) Man, I did a little summer of Raj this summer. I just did a lot of traveling. I haven't had a break in like 25 years. So yeah, I took a little time off. I was still keeping up with wrestling, but I wasn't watching it live. And uh, yeah, it was kind of a nice breather, you know, selling the site, but still being involved, but uh, also not having to, you know, kind of be watching over every every piece of the site. So it, it was kind of nice.
1: I, you know, I was saying to Jimmy last night, after, or last week after we went off the air, uh, as soon as you left, it seems like things got really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I know. No kidding. Hey, like, all K- the news. It was the most crazy news run, I think, I, yeah. you know, for wrestling mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. ever. You know, like, since the 90s, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Talk
3: about Murphy's Law, right? Right.
2: I know. <laughs> like, literally, like, weeks after. It mm-hmm. started with Sasha and Naomi, and then all this other stuff. And then Vince. It's just been insane. Yeah
1: it's thanks yeah, to it's, everyone
2: in the chat i appreciate it
1: yes the, like i said the big return everyone was on twitter was buzzing about the big return tonight and <laughs> yeah i know they were referring to you coming back of course so what else could it be <laughs> exactly. uh so as always before we get into things we have uh some news we want to touch on and some breaking news that happened during the show uh i don't even have an official uh link in front of me right now but uh, apparently Uh, Velveteen Dream has ran into legal troubles again. It sounds like it was the second time since August uh, he ran into uh, some legal troubles. Uh, And it sounds like it was in regards to some drug paraphernalia things. Raj, uh, you're the newsman. Uh, uh, Walk us through it.
2: Sure. So he was arrested a few days ago uh, on August 26th. This is the most recent one for uh, an out-of-county warrant for possession of drug paraphernalia in Florida. And um, actually, it was his second arrest within a span of like under a week because he was also arrested on August 20th by Orlando police for first-degree battery and trespassing on property after a warning. Those are first-degree misdemeanors, and he bonded out a couple days later uh, for $1,200 and pled not guilty. So, um, yeah, some uh, a rough month for Velveteen Dream. <laughs>
1: Uh, Jimmy, you've been backstage and you've worked at WWE for a long yeah. time. And of course, wrestlers have had issues, uh, personal issues, um, in your experience getting arrested for something like drug paraphernalia or these kind of things, is it completely detrimental to someone ever coming back? Is it a, um, is it person to person? Uh, is there any in- insider information? Uh, all the other stuff aside, right. obviously let's, let's just. Take that, put that in a box, and put it to the side for now. Let's yeah. just talk about the arrests. Uh, it, is that something that kind of holds someone back from coming it, back?
3: It's it's so weird because it's not like A, B, C, this is the way it goes. If this happens, you know, it, it, it's across the board. Uh, some people will tend to get some lenience depending you know, I mean, obviously first time offenders will get a little bit of a break, especially now that times have changed back in the day when when it was the wild, wild west. My goodness, what was going on? It was like, you know, if you got caught, we'll put you away for a little, you know, we'll keep you off TV for a little while. And by then, you know, the news didn't get out like it gets out now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, it's tough to keep these things quiet now. So with all the. Um, wellness program and that sort of thing going on right now and and the um, I don't know how often they test nowadays but even when I was there I got tested you know on a regular basis and everybody has to follow the same protocols now it doesn't matter who you are Uh, if you are on the top of the card bottom of the card you kind of get treated the same but if I would have to say um, again this is not a edict from them this is from me if you are someone who they see money and eventually down the road, depending, uh, they will find a way to bring you back.
2: Yeah. And, you know, the drug paraphernalia, I don't know if that charge is necessarily as serious, but the other one, you know, a first degree battery and trespassing on property after a warning. uh, That seems to be like more serious one. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's just crazy. Just think like a couple of years ago, people were talking about Velveteen Dream and and John Cena at WrestleMania, you know, and, (sighs) John Cena was specifically referencing Velveteen Dream. And uh it's, it's it's just uh crazy what's happened.
1: Before all the issues came up, before we knew about any of those things, I thought Velveteen Dream was gonna be the biggest star in WWE at some point because he was super young. He it seemed like he had everything you were looking for in an absolute superstar. Um Yeah, that that match he had on the takeover with Alistair
2: Black. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking like this is his like coming out superstar um, moment. Like he just, I mean, he, that match was awesome. He just looked, just looked and came across as just a giant star. And it just seemed like he was a a can't miss. And, uh, you know, Mm -hmm.
1: he, he, he missed. Missed. (laughs) missed. (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of missing uh, a tag team is missing the chance to be in a video game. FTR is not going to be in the AEW video game and they had a chance to react to it on give me sport Uh, they said the only real issue is we were kind of blindsided by it this is wheeler talking uh we found out like how do you we found out like not how you would expect and when you find out something like that something major like being taken out of a video game your mind automatically assumes the worst so far for us it was like is this something we need to worry about should we read between the lines here Uh, They continued on, though, saying they're not upset, saying uh, FTR is not upset about being left out. FTR does not blame anyone from pulling us out of the game. That's what Harwood said later on. Um, uh, Monday afternoon, Sports Gamers Online Managing Editor Mike Straw revealed some information about why they may have been left out of Fight Forever. Uh, Update regarding FTR-AEW Fight Forever. One reason I was told was that there were some issues with moveset captures and animations this that this has caused changes to games launch roster which includes ftr it's not the whole roster but it's a logical it's not the whole answer but it's a logical reason why i'm struggling with reading today uh roger <laughs> you, you made me nervous the boss man's back in the in the in the chair here um, read it right <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it jack you ruined it. uh but the uh so they're they're not in the game and i i would be devastated if i was in the game but um uh-huh. It sounds like there's a reason for it. I actually went to school for video game art and design. So I know that if you're having issues with things like animation stuff, it can be a big issue and and budgets are pretty hairy for video games. Uh, So Raj, I don't know how much you know about video games. You said you had an Xbox sitting around collecting (laughs) dust. So probably not, but uh, is there anything to read into here? Does this just sound like cutting room floor stuff?
2: I, that's kind of what it sounds like. I feel like that's a big omission, though. Um, FTR, you know, basically the number two tag team, or you know, or in a lot of people's opinion, the number one tag team in the company uh, for a while now, and to not be in the video game. And I know, you know, they could be a DLC or or, or whatnot. But even with DLC, you're you're not not as many people will get the DLC as they do the original game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's, it's it's still less less people playing them, you know, overall, but. Um, You know, they don't seem upset by it. So, ultimately, I guess that's what matters most. I just think it's just been weird with FTR in the sense that they're in a this random six-man tag at All Out, you know, this Sunday, which they should be in a bigger match. And same as Wardlow. Wardlow's in that six-man tag, and he he was, like, on fire just a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And they've just both been really cooled off when they seemed so hot a couple months ago. So, it's just... Just hearing the video game stuff on top of this, it just seemed like, uh, I think a lot of people were reading more into it, but it, it's probably not ultimately a big deal. They'll probably ultimately will be in the game as as DLC, but uh, it's just been a weird couple months for those guys.
1: Jimmy, are you a video game person?
3: At the risk of becoming the Canadian heat magnet big time on here. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, cheap plug. Subtle, that from subtle. The- Yes, very subtle. Um <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a gamer. See, this is this isn't my territory. And as someone who has been omitted from video games in the past, uh, you know it is a li- no. Yeah, very recently. And you know it is a little disappointing. And and uh, my understanding is there is money to be made off being in these video games. And I don't know if they were compensated for not being in the video game in some form or fashion. But at the same time, you know, I'm I, I, you're you could probably speak to this better jack because you said you you went to school for mm-hmm. uh, this sort of thing yeah uh, the move capture being an issue with these guys who don't do twisting burning 450 hammer phoenix flash or do they <laughs> or is that needed to what? be in the hey, video Bruce. game oh i see okay yeah i got you but you know what i mean if it, it, that i i don't i don't know that just sounds kind of let's put it this way it sounds a little fishy to me and it sounds like oh this sounds like a good reason we could use. And it but like but like Raj said, if FTR is truly okay with it, then who am I to complain? But then again, it's an opportunity I thought for them to make some extra money, which is basically what it's it's the wrestling business, not you
1: know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what
2: AEW's model is with these video games because WWE they pay royalties to each person in the game. So if you're DLC, I'm assuming you don't make money off the regular sales you're only making money from the dlc correct like if you're in, if you're a member of the if you're part of the dlc and not the actual game itself when it's first release
1: i have no idea how that works from from that standpoint um because mm-hmm. i would imagine like if like i imagine like football players because i've everything else i imagine is just part yeah part of just this, a flat fee that you get for being in the game yeah uh, i would imagine but wrestling seems like it might be different yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but that's just, yeah, yeah i don't know that, Jimmy, have correct
2: me if i'm wrong but those video game royalties used to be huge back in the day for, uh, for talent
3: oh guys loved it loved being in the video game loved those royalty checks that came in it was uh it, yeah yeah they popped huge for those yeah.
1: yeah yeah that's but maybe that's why i don't know maybe if they have different fees maybe that's one of the reasons they got cut maybe they're they were charging a lot and they just said <laughs> we got you know because yeah. i imagine there's a lot on the line with this game if this game doesn't make money i mean, I don't know what their budgets are but th- they've probably put a lot of money into this game and if it doesn't mm-hmm. make money it's going to hurt a lot more than a low buy rate on a pay-per-view i would think i think this is going to be oh, yeah. pretty I'm- pretty painful if it flops
3: i have got think
2: it's going to do well i i think it's going right. to be a because it's so much ma- so many so much of their audience is that that demo and you, you know the young males that that are probably gamers and and, and are really up to stuff like that. So I I mean, that's just my guess, but I, I would think it's gonna do well.
1: Yeah. Um, well we uh Speaking of people who were off and then coming back, Sasha (laughs) and Naomi are being rumored to return. Despite walking out of the company during an episode of Raw on May 16th, former WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Sasha Banks and Naomi should be back any week now, according to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer Radio. Brian Alvarez also noted that the two women are now listed on the internal roster, indicating that they've seemingly solved whatever issues they had when they decided to walk out due to a creative dispute. Raj, are you ready for the Twitter storm you're going to have to endure of people saying that they never actually left the company? <laughs>
2: right. I mean, I, I've actually been saying for like over a month now that WWE's been trying to get them back. Um, but, you know, whatever. That's Twitter. <laughs> bring it on. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a, I think there were a lot of people expecting them back tonight. I think it makes more sense to wait until after the pay-per-view because you're kind of starting mm-hmm. a, you know a new... And uh, so it makes more sense to get the six man or six woman tag out of the way and then bring in Sasha and Naomi and really heat this division up. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think next week would be
1: when I would expect them. Jimmy, any uh, was there a big return like this in your time that you remember being backstage for a, a person maybe walked out unhappy and came back? And what was that like in the locker room? <laughs>
3: Oh, trying to think back now. I wish I could think of something off the top of my head.
2: What about but, uh, Warrior at WrestleMania 8?
3: Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> I, I remember everybody. There, let's put it this way. Um, there weren't a lot of people that were on Warrior's side when he decided to walk <laughs> away. Let's put it that way. He wasn't, wasn't the most popular guy. Uh, with me personally, I got along with Jim very well. It was, there was no issue there. Uh, but coming back, it was a huge deal. Nobody expected it. Mm-hmm. And and I, I love when it's a secret. It it's kind of like when they kept it secret about John Cena coming back at uh, was mm-hmm. Rumble in uh, Madison Square Garden. I want to say yeah, yeah. And I remember here's the funny thing though, they're keeping it so quiet. And I was just getting ready to head to the ring to you know because the referees just stand outside the ring during during. The Sorry to you know to ramble on here, but. So nobody knew who the who the last man was going to be entering the, the Royal Rumble. They kept it a secret even in the meeting. They didn't tell anybody because they didn't want to take a chance on this leaking. But I happened to be. This was when I was in my bad habit. There's a place at, at Madison Square Garden where you can hide and night, sneak a cigarette. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I have since reformed that. But uh, so I'm there. I'm hiding and 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 I you know put it out and I'm walking back and a limo pulls up. This long rampway, and a guy gets out and he's covered with a blanket. And I'm saying, that's gotta be the secret guy they got at number 20 that they wouldn't tell us who it was. But then I look down at the shoes and I see the reebok pumps. <laughs> and I go, Oh, I know who it is. And I just I I wanted to tell somebody so bad, but I just <laughs> I bit my tongue for like 20 minutes. I said, forget it. I ain't saying nothing. She was like,
1: uh, Jimmy, but, you can't see me. I'm it, it,
2: it, well, I couldn't see him. I could just see
1: his shoes, his rewinds. Uh Well, as we as we continue on, we got some ratings news from over the weekend regarding Rampage and SmackDown, and it seems a little one sided this week. Uh, AW Rampage averaged four hundred thirty one thousand viewers on Friday night, uh, which is down seven percent from last week, and uh, was down nine percent in that key demo. Um, And year over year, Rampage is down 40% in total viewers, uh, and the key demo is down 68%. Last year's episode was the week following CM Punk's debut and was the second highest in the show's history, though. SmackDown, on the other hand, averaged just under 2 million viewers and was up 2% in that key demo. Uh, It was once again preempted in some markets due to the NFL starting on Friday. Um, and uh, it was number one on all of television in the demo year over year. Smackdown was down 12% in total viewers, uh, and the demo was down 19%. However, last year's episode was the post SummerSlam show. Those that information coming from Raj Geary Twitter, uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Raj, you are the ratings analysis guru. Uh, anything to read into I feel like Smackdown seems pretty good. Seems like Rampage is struggling.
2: Yeah, SmackDown, I mean, it it should, you know, it it was preempted in a bunch of markets like the Cowboys, the Saints, the Seahawks, uh, the Patriots. They were all playing on Friday night, so it was preempted in all those markets, and and I think one or two more. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, starting next week, their ratings are going to be kind of back to to normal where they were. I mean, this was, uh, Friday night was kind of one of those rare weeks where uh, SmackDown beat the NFL, but it's preseason, so Mm -hmm. on, on the NFL network, but. You know, SmackDown did beat everything on all of TV that night, and uh, you know, again, we're in the summer. Programming's weaker in the summer; it's going get, to start getting heated next uh, next month. But um, yeah, so for SmackDown, kind of, kind of what they've been doing, I, I wouldn't say it was great or definitely not bad, but you know, just what they've been doing for Rampage. Ah, gosh, I don't know. They got to do something with the show because that point one one. Uh, that 0.11 in the 18 to 49 demo, that's the lowest they've done. Uh, It's it's tied with one other episode uh, for the lowest that they've done in that time slot. You mentioned the year over year. It's not quite fair doing year over year right now just because Rampage was brand new last year. It was the week after CM Punk's return. Uh, But you look at what they were doing in October and November, and it was way higher than what they're doing now. So... uh, yeah, Rampage is struggling. And I think just with fans in general, I feel like it just feels like a completely missable show.
1: Yeah, Jimmy, is there um, <laughs> anything you take away from Rampage? Their numbers, their numbers are down. I mean, Raj makes a great point. It's not real fair to go year to year, but just in general, it's been kind of trending down where SmackDown mm-hmm. kind of trending. I mean, not trending like massively up, but it was trending down. It's kind of reversed a little bit. Uh, any thoughts on the, Trajectory of Rampage
3: It's a a many faceted Thing I mean like especially now because Ratings are not anywhere near what they used to be For pro wrestling for any company right now Obviously even especially the big two Uh, Back in the day the big two Were making we're doing big huge numbers But it was a different time and I guess You can attribute some of it to the way people are, Are taking in their wrestling now Are they watching it live are they watching You know are they watching it later How are they watching their wrestling right nowadays But at the same time I think Rampage suffers from the same thing their Wednesday night show does, but to more of an extent because it's only an hour long show and they try to cram so much into that hour. It's just sometimes it's just, I don't know, too much. 20 pounds of potatoes in the 10 pound bag, as I like to say. Uh, uh, And maybe people just it's too much. You know, We, we see on Monday nights that three hours of wrestling is tough to watch. Now, you've got a lead-in of two hours of SmackDown, and if you're a real wrestling fan, like a hardcore fan, you might want to stay tuned and watch what the other guys are doing. But a lot of people are like, okay, two hours is cool enough for me. That's enough. I'm done for the night. Maybe I can watch it tomorrow or something like that. So maybe that's affecting mm-hmm. the numbers too.
1: I'm a big wrestling fan. I like AEW, but I haven't watched Rampage Live in a very long time. Uh, it's just it's it's definitely a record and, and watch later for me. And
3: and just to let people know up here in Canada we don't get it live on television so you do have to either stream it off off the the service provider that uh, the TV provider that provides it up here the the station which is TSN up here in Canada or again find a way to to watch it online.
2: Yeah, I think, I think you know I think a, when Rampage debuted I think a lot of people were hoping that the numbers would be strong enough that they'd get a better time slot they get moved to it you know earlier or maybe you know a different day but when you look at the landscape there's not really many other days you could put it on uh really thursday would be the only one and tony khan has said he doesn't want to go against the nfl so that and that yeah. rules thursday out wednesday's dynamite i guess you could do tuesday but doing two days back to back really doesn't make sense yeah. monday they wouldn't do so you don't really have a lot of options and um and it, it's not like they're tnt has been trying to move it into prime time and change that time slot so right.
3: how about six, uh, 605 on uh saturday nights <laughs>
1: that, would, that would be ideal <laughs> um so let's as we get before we get into the show we do have a few super chats i want to make sure mm-hmm. we get to here uh first off we have uh and let me know if i say this name right is it uh leonza duncan uh i don't care Aliyah's tag was actually smart and effective. ASF. We'll obviously break it down uh, at the end, but uh, right. I, did, I didn't want you to wait the whole show uh, before we got to it, so I wanted to shout that up. But we'll definitely talk about that tag there at the end, mm-hmm. uh, and then Ralph, was well done, okay. Ralph the Ace. Happy Monday, guys! Reading my timeline after the main event, some people just need to relax and enjoy the show. It's just wrestling. I liked being surprised by the tag outcome. Can you all imagine Twitter in the eighties and nineties? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> um, well, we'll talk about the uh, the, yeah. at the or the, that main event at the end, uh, obviously. But since we do have two big super chats, so I, let's let's say a little bit about it. Um, were you shocked, I guess, by the reaction? Uh, and Jimmy will start with you. Of did you have a chance to see Twitter, or were you shocked by people's reactions? To uh to the show,
3: I am shocked that people were were uh, bugged by the by the finish. I didn't see it coming. I thought obviously, you know, with the news we talked about of uh, of a returning a possible returning tag team, that maybe it made more sense for Kai and Sky to uh to to come out victorious in this tournament with the titles. But then at the same time, it's nice to when something happens that you don't expect, and this is not, and you're elevating young talent this way. And, you know, people clamor for the elevation of young talent all the time. And then when it happens, they're going, I can't believe they put the titles on that. Oh, oh, please. The only issue I had with it is the finish itself. Uh, You talked about the creative tag that I loved. I just it's just having a problem with the latest influx of the roll up of doom happening a little too frequently. That's the only thing.
2: And, and, and from story did the referee even see that
1: tag? So would that have yeah, even, he did. he did. Okay.
2: He yeah. did. He,
3: and even acknowledged it. Okay. You know, which is cool. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. I, I have some thoughts on that tag that we'll get into at the end. Okay.
3: okay. And yeah. I
1: also think, um,
3: I think I know where he's going.
2: If, if these, if the champions are probably not going to hold the titles for that long, if Naomi and Sasha are coming back, <laughs> um, you know then you probably don't want to put it on EO EO, uh, EO sky and, and Dakota Kai right now uh you don't want the, you don't want them to have a short reign so they had a reason why they lost you know there was interference and
3: right so you know, I get that but at the same time ta- at the same time do you want this young te- team that you're trying to elevate uh, have a short reign as well uh, well it's, I- it's 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 you're kind of caught in a heart rock and rocking hard spot
2: Right, yeah, I just don't know if the plan is for them to be a tag team for the long term or if it was just put together for this tournament, like a lot of those teams were. They were just kind of random. Whereas EO and Dakota are going to be, you know, I think they're going to be together for a while.
1: Fair point. Well, as we get going into the actual show, I do always like to say thank you to everybody who is watching along on YouTube Live or if you are uh, listening to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get it uh thanks so much for being here hit the five star like button comment share all that leave us a five star review on apple Podcasts and leave a fun little comment in there i always check waiting for someone to leave something nice about me there and i I haven't gotten one yet so give me a nice comment on there (laughs) uh but also everyone in the chat baby ice we got rocky we got uh kelvin we've got george and adam and jt and forgotten mma and no bueno crew ghost and uh bernie dc and alex and uh sergio and Jorge and high sloth and anwar ali and wesley outsiders thank you so much for being here in the chat with us thank you so so much Mm -hmm. let's talk about this show i love the way the show started i don't even know how i get into this we, we had aj styles and Dolph ziggler versus judgment day uh a match both teams needed to win but the story was really the relationship between aj and finn and finn antagonizing aj ref gets distracted and priest is able to hit a choke slam for the win edge shows up and judgment day stays in the ring edge basically says all the stuff that he taught them is corny now and then the mysterios get the judgment day Dom and Rhea circle each other in the ring before Rhea takes the kendo stick from him. The good guys show up, and it's a standoff for Judgment Day, helps her escape. Why did I love the beginning so much? Because it was Raj's first day back in so so long. And what did he start off with? The magic group. I was so, <laughs> I was so excited about that. Uh Raj, this is your first segment back in so long. How did you how do you feel these? This whole scenario has evolved since you've left.
2: <laughs> well, they they've removed the magic, which, which I like. <laughs> so they're not like matches aren't ending with scary faces, you know, and the lights <laughs> turning blue. Um, so I, you know, I thought this was good. You know, it's funny if I told you you had three weeks in a row with either Raw or Dynamite opening with a match and the other show opening with a, a promo segment. Which would it be? And I'm sure most people would say Raw is opening with the promo segment. And uh, it's actually been the opposite lately, and um, and I, and not that I'm saying one is better or worse. It's, I I just like that it's it's different because you used to always have the formulaic promo opening the show, and now to do it with the match to kick things off, I I thought it was uh I thought it was cool. I think the one problem uh, with the show tonight, and this has been last a, a lot of the weeks recently, is you have these long matches, which which is great, but then the crowd is just dead. And it, like once the match starts, the crowd is just quiet. And when you have a long, long match with no heat, uh, it just makes for a it just makes it feel longer. And even though the match itself was was really good and, and the, the work was great, I just
1: the crowds like once the matches start, they just they just zip up. The crowd tonight was terrible, and I blame Mm. one individual, and his name is Justin (laughs) Labar. Yeah, he was there. (laughs) I don't know why he wasn't. I should have heard his voice specifically during that matchup. But, Jimmy, I want to ask you, um, Ziggler, is he Mm -hmm. taking too many L's?
3: Um, I don't know if he's taking too many L's. I, I, I don't know if that's the right terminology. Uh, he's definitely not getting the W's that's for sure. And a guy like Ziggler has been around and yes, he's a veteran who's here now. His job is to elevate talent. And they keep saying, as we say here, you can get over without going over, but sometimes you have to go, go over as well. This, that being said in this situation, uh, You you know, Raj talked about uh, opening up with a match, which, I, you know, myself included was like, oh, this is great. They're going to start off with a tag match as opposed to, you know, doing the promo segment, which leads to, uh, you know, furthering the storyline with, let's say, Judgment Day and Edge and Rey Mysterio and that sort of thing. In this case, uh, despite the fact that the match was actually pretty good, I think this was a time where they didn't need that match because the match really meant nothing. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, in my opinion, they, they could have actually began with Judgment Day, doing that promo that they did at the end of the match, and then show Edge pulling up in that Jeep or uh, Mercedes SUV and do that whole segment afterwards. This was the one time where they didn't need that match to lead into the uh, story being told afterwards, in my opinion. They could they could have gone the other way. They and they've of course planted seeds at the end there too with. Not only Edge, but with Dominic as well. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's uh, a, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the match, but at the same time, I felt why was it necessary?
1: Well, and that leads me to Raj. I I sort of asked these guys before, but you haven't been on in a while. Uh, With Triple H back and now Finn and AJ in the ring together, antagonizing each other. Do you think Bullet Club and their history and stuff is stuff you want to see revisited or is that too far in the past? Are you kind of interested in that or over it or what are your thoughts on that?
2: I I think I think it would be great to kind of, you know, go into that again, Um, because I feel like it was never really done. Um, Like it was mentioned in passing, things like that, but not uh, not as part of a big story. So I'd like to see, you know, a, a Finn and AJ feud and really playing into their past. And uh, I, I think that would be that'd be money. I think so. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd like to
1: see it. They have some good matches, that's for sure. Um, we uh, we do have a a quick match after that, and it's uh, Alexa Bliss, Oscar, and Bianca Belair teaming up against the trio of local talent. Uh, Jimmy, the good guys, get the win here, and they stand tall afterwards. We rarely we see matches where people have matches with the local talent, but uh, Mm -hmm. rarely do we see six person tags with local Mm talents. Do you think this was good to see these guys together, these Uh, girls together?
3: Why not? Since it's leading to the pay-per-view, I guess it's okay, And you have to see that there is some kind of cohesion with them as well. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, an enhancement talent match doesn't hurt. And in this case, it didn't hurt. It actually, I thought, helped. It, to, to some regard show that these women can work together and uh it showed the that uh now that we have new women's tag team champions which we won't give away who yet but well, we already mm-hmm. did didn't we yeah we, we kind of get kinda, it kinda. but hey, <laughs> maybe that works into something down the road who knows
1: uh, raj this was a match clearly i mean not a whole lot on the line here but uh the there's a triple threat match coming up at clash the castle but is there also something to this kind of reinforcing possibly alexa bliss and oscar as a tag team as they build out that women's tag team division or is that am i looking too far into this and this is just them teaming up before clash the castle
2: that's what it seemed like to me like just you know giving them uh giving them a win you know when you brought up a a minute ago about how you haven't seen uh, a trios match with enhancement talent. And I was, try- I was, when I was watching the show, I was trying to remember that. It's like, when have, have I ever seen that since like the 80s or 90s, maybe? And I, I you know, when the Freebirds would, you know, uh, wrestle enhancement talent. I, I can't think of any. And uh so I liked it. I thought it was different. I, I prefer that as opposed to them wrestling someone they faced a bunch of times before already. Um, and it, it gives them, uh, you know, those uh, three uh, uh, local talent. It gives them some exposure, and uh, you know, it, it's almost like a tryout. So, mm-hmm. and, and I, I know t- of two of the women that were in the match, and and they're they're really good. So,
1: um, yeah, yeah, I think we move on to better things. It's right. it's a great opportunity for the people who get the chance to be in there. I think, yeah, with the three, it let them like kind of all hit their finishers and be fun and exciting, as opposed to just. You know, usually it's like the big guy, like an Omos, like hitting a big chop, and then like a big boot, and it's like kind of slower. This got, got things got to happen, and yeah. you know, it was fun.
2: Um, One thing we didn't mention—did uh, we mention Edge coming uh, backstage and in, in, in the Mercedes? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, we yes. we brushed over it, but uh, okay. I did. Yeah. I don't know if you have any thoughts. I did love that. That's how you keep me over the course of a commercial break. I remember thinking, mm-hmm. uh, "Yeah, the
2: showdown coming." But what did you think of yeah. it, Raj? Well, I was going to say just when, what I said earlier about the crowd reactions. That seems specifically for the matches because all those segments like that edge thing, uh, the, in, in the, uh, inter- interviews in the ring, the crowd was hot for like, they were mm-hmm. lively for those. It was just the matches. Like they were just quiet during the matches.
1: Do you think that maybe the crowd is just ready for clash the castle? And a lot of these rivalries are kind of like, okay, we're ready. We're ready to see this play out. We're kind of over the build.
3: Maybe to some extent, uh, uh you know, the, uh, waiting, waiting to see what happens. But at the same time, I think uh, it, it depends too. Because when you watch some wrestling on television, it's nonstop action from bell to bell. And I think they're not uh, nowadays. You get that quietness in matches that kind of slow down and start telling a story, then build back up. Because uh, to Roger's point about them being quiet later on in the match, when they're moving towards the finishes, they start getting the people back it's just that that's the part in the middle where they kind of lose them a little bit.
2: Right. Yeah. I feel like the crowds have been like this pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's just been for a while, but I haven't noticed that on SmackDown. Like uh, mm-hmm. SmackDown, they, they they felt alive for most of the show. So it, Is it's, it
1: because they're taking out the uh, fake crowd noise? I, I feel like they still have it.
2: Cause you, you hear that, mm-hmm. like that buzz, that ambient noise. Um, yeah. Whereas you look in the crowd no one's, no one's moving but you still have that ah. you know it's not like a loud
1: crowd reaction but it's just yeah. that that weird buzz so i don't know it's so funny <laughs> it's so funny you get so used to it that it tells you like you say it you're like yeah that is weird why is there that buzz?" <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like nice. when there's an air conditioner on the whole time you don't realize it's there till someone turns it off <laughs> <You're> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep uh well one part of the night, uh, probably the, the moment of the night, I think, was uh uh Kurt Angle comes out and he barely gets a few words in before Gable comes out and says that he's a fan of Angle and wants him to join the Alpha Academy. Angle says no, and we get a shoosh off. Uh before they can do anything about it, the street prophets come out and they start rhyming. Uh, if the prophets lose, Kurt must join the Alpha Academy. Uh, Two great teams go at it. It's another long match. They trade ankle locks before Dawkins launches Otis over the announce table. Montez hits the frog splash. Profits try to drink with Angle, but uh, Angle Mm. wants them to drink milk instead. Raj, have you ever shoost a shooster? Shooster? Have you? (laughs) (laughs) Had a shoosh off? I I
2: can't. uh, Have we ever had one on this podcast? I can't. I I don't recall. (laughs) Uh, I thought, uh, I thought Kurt's always, you know, it's always great seeing him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, all the stuff that he's battled through, you know, over the the decades and seeing him out there and, and, good graces with the company. There was a time when, you know, it seemed like he was never coming back to WWE again, like that, mm-hmm. that door was shut. And to see that, I thought it was a fun bit is some of the shoe, the shoe shop stuff felt like oh, stuff from the Vince era <laughs> you know, to me, but you know, it worked with the crowd, the crowd liked it. And, uh, I guess that's the most important thing. So,
1: yeah, I think for the, these kind of things, this, the kind of corny stuff is okay for me because, like, it doesn't, if it was him doing that to like him and Finn Balor doing it, I'd be like, what are you doing? But, right. like, you know, when it's like right. a, this is a goofy, I, Kurt Angle right. might be the very best at like just taking it on the chin and being an idiot, you know? Yeah, he did it a couple of times that. on this show. <laughs> like, right. yeah. uh, my question to you, Jimmy, mm-hmm. is if you're in the crowd, Right. And angle throws some milk in the crowd and you catch it. Are you drinking that milk?
3: Uh, for me, it better be lactose-free, but uh <laughs> that's the only thing I can say. But uh yeah, absolutely if Kurt Angle, but, but then again, you start thinking you, you it'd be nice to keep it as a souvenir because but <laughs> then keep a souvenir empty bottle because you as we all know, milk can go bad. And getting back to that the 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 <laughs> the fun Kurt Angle that we get to see like back in the day when he was in the office with Vince and Steve Austin and stuff like that, okay. uh, it's when he came out and he got the mic right away, I was thinking to myself, I hope Chad Gable comes out with a guitar and that little hat. <laughs> That's what I wanted to see. And just uh. that, 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 I would have lost it right there but uh, yeah I was
2: saying it would have been cool if they had Jason Jordan do a little cameo in this segment too, oh, because he's got yeah. history with Gable he's got the whole unresolved storyline with Kurt Angle right but,
3: oh that would have been awesome but yeah, the, yeah no the, Kurt is is great at playing off the comedy stuff and you wouldn't expect that from him and then once they discover that back in the day they said oh we're running with this thing
2: <laughs> yes. yeah i mean he's the you know the shoe shop yeah, like jack said it wouldn't have worked with other people but kurt was perfect for it because mm-hmm. that was his character a, a lot was being right. uh in, involved in some silly stuff so kurt, kurt's you know he's one of the best ever at, at like segments like that i'm not saying he's as good as he was back in the day with those but he's still mm-hmm. it, it was cool seeing him doing that yeah.
1: this this was i thought this was executed perfectly in the sense that um is it the most original like idea to have Gable come out and to do the milk? And and like, did I feel like there was real stakes in this? I really think that Kurt Angle may join Alpha Academy. No, but it was just fun and stupid and lighthearted. And it was like a feel good moment. I thought it was just a, a great way to have a hometown hero there that I think in the past probably would have gotten beat down and attacked and uh, we would have felt horrible about it. But now we were like, Oh, this is fun. I liked it.
2: And that pounce you mentioned earlier that uh, Angelo Dawkins gave Otis, that was just awesome. (laughs) It was so so (laughs) great. I was like, whoa.
1: I've never seen Otis move like that. He flew. I was like, I I think Byron Saxon really got taken out there. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, So – we continue on and this might actually be the best moment of the night. I don't know. There's a few good moments of the night. I thought, but, uh, Rollins and riddle, there's a fight in the parking lot caught on an iPhone. And then graves interviews him over satellite. And, uh, they talk about the match in Cardiff, but Raj was after they come back from commercial break and Seth Rollins just starts cutting deep into riddle. What was your thought? I want to know your thoughts of the idea of filming this. Like it's uh, on an iPhone and then the very personal shots and what makes it look like they caught this stuff after air. How do you like the way they're presenting this story? So I thought this
2: was awesome. I thought this was one of the best things I've seen on WWE TV in a while because it felt real the way they Mm -hmm. did it. And uh, so it's kind of, a takeoff on uh, when John Jones and Daniel Cormier, I don't know if you ever saw that, but they mm-hmm. were doing the same, same thing, a split screen interview. And then once they were off the air, it, it kept rolling and they didn't realize it. They were just talking smack. So it was a play on that, but I thought it was brilliantly done because I thought the promo before that, I was like, eh, that's fine. You know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it felt very normal, you know, your everyday stuff. And then once they did the whole thing where, they thought they were they were done and seth is calling him out i thought that just was it felt really real and it felt really heated and it felt like two guys that really wanted to kill each other and you don't see that that often anymore in wwe so i thought it was awesome
1: yeah we actually had a super chat about it uh kelvin alexander thanks for being patient i know you put that up there second ago but i wanted to wait till we got to it uh triple h in his bag booking 101 personal Mm -hmm. issues draw money can't wait to see riddle versus seth and uh Jimmy, I the uh, the thing about this, and I want to get your thoughts on this. What I love is we've always talked about Seth Rollins feels like he's playing a character when he's doing the laughing stuff, mm-hmm. but that's what made him get very serious at the end and like just talking like he was digging into Riddle right. feel like it hurts so much more. Like if he always talked like that, be like oh, they're kind of promo, but the fact that like mm-hmm. the laughing stopped, the goofiness stopped, and he was. You know, your wife took your kids like it was like, oh, geez, this is right. rough. Like there was kind of like something about having that goofiness to take it away. Almost made it work better, I thought.
3: No, you're absolutely right. And that's what did make it work, because it, it felt like you said, it felt genuine. It felt real. It felt like there's real animosity between these guys. And, you know, I, it, it, people who think they're in the know are probably now going, Ooh, maybe these guys don't really like each other. You know, it, it's got people questioning it and, and that is great. And that's how this business should be. You should make people uh, you can have all kinds of stuff. It's a variety show. You can have the comedy. You can have the other stuff. But at the same time, the money where you draw the money is with real issues that feel like they're personal. And like you said, they cut deep. and and mm-hmm. and, and that's what they did here. They, they made it feel real. They made it feel personal. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it very much. This, uh, And especially the way they made it feel good in shooting it. Okay, we're out, you know, guys. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, the, the, the whole, just the little nuances like that. Right.
1: Awesome. And Raj, you tweeted something. And I want to get you, to, I want you to expand on this. Is uh, Ra- uh, Matt Riddle used to be presented one way. Now he's being presented very differently. Uh, that wasn't an exact quote, but you tweeted something along those lines. Uh, tell me more about what you meant by that.
2: Right. I mean, basically, before, Vince and clearly saw Riddle as just, you know, comedy foil, right? Like, he was this goofy guy riding around in a scooter, and now you're seeing more layers to him. You're seeing that he's got this, you know, vicious side. You're seeing that, uh, you know, he's not just happy-go-lucky all the time. And you're you're starting to see... Really who he was, he was a UFC fighter, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's really a, a, you know, he's a tough guy in real life. And now you're starting to see him presented more as like a, a serious threat as opposed to like a Santino Morella. And that's no disrespect to Santino, but, you know, like a comedy, a comedy act. And, and it seems like there's, you know, transitioning away from that.
1: Yeah, it's um, it, it's one of the. things I was talking to on Twitter a guy uh, at Goodridge Cassie, and we were talking about how uh, he had a great line. He said, "I hope, uh, I hope, I'm trying to. I was trying to find it real quick. but I hope Seth Rollins." Uh, has hands because riddles work nine to five. And it's always, you always forget that riddle actually could actually beat the crap out of all these people. If he wanted to, <laughs> well, like he's actually yeah. probably one of outside of a handful. I'm sure he could probably actually toast all these guys. If he ever really wanted to, uh, that, cause you always that, see him as the goof, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I have Haku
3: on speed dial. Just in case. I need a,
2: <laughs> Oh, and, and the other big news, he got his first name
1: back. Yes. Yeah.
2: It's back to being Matt riddle
1: i think that was the other big return people were talking about today, yeah. <laughs> happening tonight uh so uh, uh we also had a few other chats we could get to here is uh ralph the ace saying i say you guys do a quad box with you three plus LeBar moving forward love what they're doing with dexter fun potential with his character we're definitely we're gonna talk about dexter here in just a second mm-hmm. but the quad box, Raj. Man. You too. You too good for us. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the spot. We gotta get the uh, uh, four
3: corners. The four corners. The uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to do it one of these
2: days for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, because tonight we're double Jr. So um, we could be tri- Right. We could be triple Jr. <laughs> yeah, <right>? yeah. <laughs> uh, and
1: then we got uh, Stephen in the chat asking the question, and Jimmy, I'll throw this one to you. Would you book crossover
3: reigns at Survivor Series? I don't know. I'd have to see how the story goes. I mean, there's a way you can do it to make it work. But at the same time, the big story here is the length of Roman Reigns' reign. Uh, I don't know if you want to do it that quick. Let's put it that way. I, I, I know you don't want to put uh, Cross on the shelf too much and have him kind of like floundering, for lack of a better term. But at the same time, I don't know if Survivor Series would be the right time for something like that.
1: Yeah, I think uh Reigns is at that point, he's not just there to make new guys look good. Like you've right. got to be a name to beat him. Kind of like Brock Lesnar. Like Brock Lesnar wasn't just like, hey, new guy in town, let's have him beat Brock and become a big star. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got to you gotta be somebody before you chalk up a win over the tribal chief. Yeah. I would think. There, yeah, there is so much equity now in Reigns's title reign
2: for lack of a better term. Uh yeah. that If he when he loses, it should be to the next big up and coming star, someone that's really looking like they're on their way to becoming a giant star. You know, kind of like like how Cody was feeling there. Um, If if he sustained that, then he should be the guy to to beat Roman, and it should be at WrestleMania. It should be at the show of shows, not one of the B shows, and uh, it should be a big deal. So not at uh,
1: stomping ground.
2: What's that? not? It shouldn't happen at stomping <laughs> not, ground. Not at stomping Grounds. Not yeah. a great balls
1: of fire. <laughs>
2: ball, yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, you know, look, I, I don't. I don't think it should be at class at the castle. I I understand a lot of people thinking Drew should win. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's in Europe. Um, but I just, just, the, just because it's in someone's hometown doesn't mean <laughs> I feel like they should win. Even though it's it's a nice story. I get if they end up going that way, it, it, I get it. But I just think that that big win should be saved for Mm -hmm. the right moment for the right the right talent
3: on the right i I, I agree with you and i feel bad because i saw drew the other day when he was uh last week when he was here in toronto and uh, he's a good dude but at the same time not the right time
1: yeah the fact that everyone believes that he's gonna win is how good wwe is is doing things right now that's that's how you know they're doing a good job but yeah because
3: they're having guys win in their hometowns in their home home bases which back in the day or back in my day as 23 (laughs) used to say you know you you hated wrestling in your hometown because you never won
2: (laughs) right or you even worse you'd sometimes just get humiliated like anytime (laughs) jr was in oklahoma you always knew (laughs) yeah it was going to be really bad for him
1: yeah. yeah Uh, Peter in the chat adds, uh, another question, Jimmy, when WWE purchased WCW, did you expect any of the WCW refs to come to WWE? How was the ref locker room at the time when WCW refs came along?
3: Uh, to be honest with you, I, I fully expected some of the refs to, to come along and, uh, I didn't have an issue with it because I knew that our TV programming was expanding and the whole bit, but at the same time, there were, there were a few guys that were like, why do we need those guys coming over and, and stuff like that? But, uh, You know what? To be honest with you, I was fine with it because I was comfortable with where I was, uh, you know, pulling double duty, being on the ring crew and also refereeing. So, uh, you know, yes, there were a few guys that weren't happy about it, but, uh, you know, to be honest with you, it's expected in any job where you bring people in that do the same work that you do. Oh, how much, how much is this going to affect me? Am I going to be on TV as much? Am I going to be doing as many shows? Am I going to be, am I taking a cut in pay? That sort of stuff. Of course, people are going to be concerned about it, but in the end, we actually all became good brothers in stripes, as we say. Yeah. Dude, he was like, I, I dare you over. to take
1: my job. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> like Nick Patrick
2: came for a little bit. He wasn't there that long. Charles You're Robinson. Little, Robinson. little Nick, yeah. still,
3: Yeah. Charles, who, who I got to have, uh, I yeah, got to have dinner with the other night, last week, which is cool to see Little Mage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, and also uh, Mickey Hansen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, it was about the same time as ECW as well. So, you know, like when Scotty Armstrong came over as well, he was, you know, some of them were ECW. Anyway, it was fine. I, I didn't have an issue with it, but there were a few guys that did. Let's put it that way. I don't want to call out any names, but.
1: Well, uh, we got a uh, we got a super chat as well. We, I want to add here, uh, Bear Hudson, with a very kind word here. I want to thank Justin Labar, Jimmy Corderas, and Demon Diva for helping me cope with the loss of my daughter. The Wrestling Inc. Podcast family, thank you from the bottom of my heart. So, uh, Jimmy, very very mm-hmm. kind words there from Bear Hudson and Bear. Thank you so thank much you. for the, the kind words.
3: Of yeah, word. yeah. our prayer, our thoughts and prayers are with you, Bear. You you um, and stay strong. I know it's hard. I know you're going through a difficult time, but We're thinking about
2: you, man. Yeah, stay strong. I cannot even imagine how difficult something like that must be.
1: Uh, Well, we're always here for you, Bear, and we're glad that we can uh, be a part of your uh, Monday night evenings here today and throughout the rest of the week. Um, As we move through the show, uh, Miz is having a very tough go of it. Uh, He doesn't want to talk about Dexter Loomis and what happened, Kevin Patrick trying to get an interview. Corey Graves taking interviews. Champa pushing him away. Guy can't catch a break. Later on, Pierce says that Dexter's free again, and Miz should really talk about it, but he doesn't want to. He walks to the ring, still clearly distracted by things, and it continues in the match. Champa does everything he can to help the Miz. We get a string of Champa attempts to help Miz win, but it's not enough. As Loomis shows up, distracts Miz, and Liz puts on Lashley puts the hurt lock on miz later in the night miz leaves but dexter is in the back of his car raj this this bit with dexter is uh it's fun i'm loving it it's kind of getting to a point where ezekiel was with me where i'm enjoying it but i kind of want the next the next part to get here like like why is he doing this or something to happen where are you at with all this
2: i'm kind of the same way i um it's still new. I mean, he's only been on for a few weeks now, but, um, yeah, I think, it, cause there are a lot of people that watch raw and Smackdown that didn't watch NXT. So maybe explaining who it is a little bit more, but, um, yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, you know, I think Dexter it's, it is a very unique character and it seems like it's working so far on the main roster. So, uh, I thought Ch- Champa, um, the Miz, I thought they were all good in their roles here. So, um, yeah. The only one I didn't think, oh, God, what's the, uh, the interviewer's name again? Kevin Patrick. Kevin Patrick, yes. Uh, he just, he came across very forced, but outside of that, <laughs> <laughs> all the, uh, everyone else I thought yeah. was really good.
1: Is that why yeah. Corey Graves took his job with the big interview of the night? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like the only one. that exactly. like, Ke- Kevin Patrick, that was your moment. Corey Graves took it from you. <laughs> the big interview. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and we were talking about
2: this crowd being so, so dead tonight, but they popped for Dexter. And and then mm-hmm. when he was in the back of Mrs. Carr, I thought that was really well done with yeah. the light came on. You see his face. So yeah, it was, uh, it was good.
1: Yeah, Jimmy, where are you at with Dexter? Because, like I said, I, he is very fun. Like it's The, the way they're doing this is fun. Mm-hmm. I do want to see kind of what happens next. But where are you at with Dexter? Do you, do you like where they're at? Are you digging him? Do you want some explanation
3: of who he is? Of course I want the explanation, but that's the beauty of it. We don't know and they're keeping you guessing and you want to tune in to find out, is this week going to be the week where we find out what it is he's got against the Miz. And that's the whole thing. You want to draw people in to find out what's going to happen again. It, it, I, the, there is that fine line where you don't want to draw it out too long, but at the same time, you don't want to be quick to the punch either. That, mm-hmm. let's, let's keep, uh, like you guys said, uh, you know, decks are showing up, the light going, coming on in the back of the SUV there, and he's in the <laughs> back. That was awesome. Yeah. And, and and even the match, uh, little things like, uh, you know, Miz kind of looking over his shoulder from time to time during the match. You know, the little nuances, again, was really good. There was one spot in the match that I thought was actually pretty brilliant, though, is when uh, they were outside the ring and it looked like Bobby was going to run him into the ring post. Miz yes. The ring post, and Ciampa was hugging the ring post, kind of acting as a padding <laughs> yeah. to protect Miz. And it was like I'm, that. that I have, don't recall ever seeing before, but was very well done. Yeah. If you told me a year ago that
2: we're going to pair Ciampa with the Miz, yeah. uh, I wouldn't see it. But they, it's been really good. Like <laughs> they uh, they work well together. And I think Miz has that. He has that where he when he brings someone on, like even whether it was Daniel Bryan way back in the day or mm-hmm. uh, John Morrison, um, he he helps. Bring out the personalities of, of the the people he works with, and, and that he's like tagged alongside with.
1: So uh, he's he's really good at that. I think, as he's such an over the top character, that it makes people feel comfortable being more over the top around him, right? You know, It's like when you have that friend that does karaoke and they're terrible at it, and you're like, well, they're terrible, so I can get up there and be fine. <laughs> yeah. like, but i the tiger, I'll go on now.
3: Yeah, yeah they're ah, in yeah. that crap. Hey, yeah. mar- mar- Margaritaville, that's what everybody <laughs> <Margaritaville>. <laughs>
1: Headline, Jack says The Miz is bad at karaoke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they've been doing great. Uh, I've been enjoying it. We get a very short segment, a very meaningful one, though. Uh, Angle and Edge are backstage reliving some old times, and then Mysterio says dom will be in the corner at clash the castle not in the ring jimmy you've been there for a long time isn't it great that kurt angle is spending time putting over young talent like edge
3: no absolutely <laughs> uh, continuing to do so and uh, you know what well, the the, the it, they didn't lose a step <laughs> i i love the fact that after the first photo they he you know kurt angle referenced it and then they went along and did it anyways but that was that was really cool and then moving forward to telling that story about uh, the tag team match, about Ray teaming with Edge and 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 Dominic being at ringside. Again, there's the seed that's planted
0: mm-hmm. for,
3: for what I think eventually is going to come. Because we saw earlier in the night at the end of that opening uh, at, at, after the match where Dominic kind of surrendered the kendo stick to Rhea. Mm-hmm. And they were questioning him. Why did you give her the stick? Why did you? You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And now another seed planted there, where he wants to be in the ring, where he doesn't want to be, you know, at ringside as a spectator, so to speak, a, a cheerleader. So right. again, there's another seed planted for for the possible Mysterio versus Mysterio match down the road.
1: Yes, right. and it's kind of time perfect if they want to make it to WrestleMania, if they right. pace it right. Exactly, yeah. Raj. Uh, I want to hear you by the way in the chat. Uh, uh oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jack. Oh, no, you, you want to shout out Jessa in the chat? Yeah. I just, yeah. Stan, so, welcome so, back Raj. Yeah, that's Don't leave again.
2: But, uh, <laughs> I forget how famous some of these backstage segments were back in the day. Like mm-hmm. when they were doing it, it just, you know, my nostalgia feel good. just got all warm and fuzzy. It was like, it was such a cool throwback, uh, to, to that original angle that they did. And, uh, yeah, I thought I the the only nitpick I had was Kurt Angle when he was looking at the pictures. He was kind of saying what was on the back of the card, right. So, right? Yeah, I do suck when the the card says you suck, and you know it right. wasn't. Uh, <laughs>
1: anyway, yeah, I I, I I get what you're saying, but it's fine. But it was, I'm okay with
2: it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, would, that would be my only uh, nitpick. But I thought it was I was great. Just, it was, uh, and they they were like just back you know uh edge and Kurt angle it's like no time had passed they were they uh played it played off of each other great
1: yeah yeah just to again Kurt Angle's ability to like look like an idiot holding the signs just <laughs> I, I love
2: it uh, yeah. and one thing again with the new regime I, I feel like um Rey Mysterio was kind of taken for granted a bit uh over the years and it feels like they're kind of making him more focused and mm-hmm. and not taking him for granted anymore and putting yeah. him on these pay-per-views and these bigger matches and not just being, you know, a, a foil or, you know, someone, uh, a legend that somebody squashes to get onto the, to the next guy. So it, it's, right. it's nice seeing him get kind of his, his due
1: again. Yeah, Agreed. absolutely. He's got to be one of the best all time. I feel oh, like that. Oh yeah. Um,
2: and, and you know, was I was, that... I was watching the doc. Did you guys see that? The Ray Mysterio A&E doc? I'm
1: haven't. going to blow it yeah. up. I love Rey Mysterio. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, good. Uh, yeah.
3: I have so many great memories of, of being in the ring with him and just traveling with him and that sort of stuff. He's such a good dude. It, it, so that's,
2: yeah. that's what I was going to ask you, Jimmy. Edge said something in that documentary. And, <laughs> and I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, in all the years that I've interviewed wrestlers or talked to people, edge said something you will never find someone saying ba- a bad thing about ray and i was like no gosh i've never heard anyone saying a negative thing about ray
3: that that new one. no you can't he's just that good a dude and you know what i mean that's just see and I, I i've known him for so long like from when he first came over from wcw that, that you know i didn't know him mm-hmm. when he was there and then getting to meet him and getting to meet dom and, and Aaliyah, when they were all little kids, they were like, hey, these are his little kids, you know, and stuff like that. So seeing him now in the ring is kind of freaking me out. going, wow, that is so cool. Seeing him grow up to be, you know, a WWE superstar. But back to Ray, Ray is just awesome. Awesome guy. I always say the funny
1: thing about Ray is back in the day, they're like, well, you can't wrestle forever with that style. And now he's the <laughs> only one still wrestling <laughs> from that <time> period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just crazy the way it works out. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, As we continue on, uh, Sammy Zayn and the Usos show up and tell us that they're doing a big party for Roman on Friday. Kevin Owens doesn't want to listen to it, though, because he believes Reigns owes him something, but Sammy's like, no, he doesn't. KO says Sammy needs to reassess things, and uh, we get a great back and forth between everyone, and we get to a match. Uh, It's a good one, and it all breaks down as the Usos want Sammy to get a chair, but Sammy hesitates, and Kevin Owens hits a stunner and gets the win. Raj, this is the, uh, th- what I love about this kind of thing is it's not just good guy, bad guy, whatever, but there's kind of like crossing interests in and <clears> what people want. And for me, that's like my favorite wrestling because it's not just cut and dry. It's like, oh, but they have different motives and things like that. How do you like in this entanglement of things for Sammy? You know,
2: you know, I mentioned the Champa Miz thing like you you wouldn't expect that pairing. And then once it happens, they're gold. And I think I think Sammy with the bloodline has just been gold, like all their segments. Just hilarious. Uh, Sammy is great in this and his interactions with Roman. You know, again, I wouldn't expect them to play exactly off each other so well, but but they're great. Um, and Kevin Owens, I think he's now basically officially a baby face. He's uh, and so you have all those guys in this one segment outside of Roman, but everyone else. They're all so good and it, it, I, I thought this was one of the highlights of the show. I thought they were uh, they're all really strong and it does seem uh, that I'm guessing Roman beats Drew for the you know stay's champ and I think Kevin Owens is next because they've dropped the hints on more than one episode now so it's not it's not it's not a mistake or an accident. They're planting seeds for that next feud and I'm guessing that's mm-hmm. uh, that's happening after Clash at the Castle.
1: And they've got an easy pivot for Drew to carry cross. Right, so, I think
2: carrying yeah. cross ca- costs Drew the match, and mm. and that's that's how they go.
1: J- Jimmy, I saw someone say this on Twitter. I wish I got their name because I want to give credit. But uh, I saw someone say, and I want to get your thoughts on this: that Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn have rock and sock connection vibes. Do you get that same kind of uh, vibe?
3: In in a sense, uh, now that you said it, I, I do see it, but at the same time. I'm seeing that uh, they they play off each other so well. It's amazing. Sammy Sammy is very underrated as an as a sports entertainer. Sorry to offend people out there who don't like the term, but you know what? Guess what? That's what he is. And 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 Kevin Owens, whatever you give him, he makes work. He is just that damn good. And what I can see down the road is those two eventually reforming their bond. Uh, maybe, um, like like you said, when, when that match does happen with with KO and Roman Reigns for the title, they look towards Sammy to help get involved, and he, again he hesitates, which causes you know uh, a little riff there. I don't see KO winning the title, but at the same time, I see the riff happening, and then that's when you see maybe KO and Sammy get together and take away the tag titles from the Usos. And that's a, you know, some, again, this is long-term. I'm not saying this no. should happen at the next pay-per-view or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I could see seeds being planted for that sort of thing.
2: They haven't had the tag titles yet. Have they? Sammy, and Kevin Owens.
1: I don't believe so. Well, the Usos have had them for 15 years now. And when did uh, KO <laughs> <the> start? <laughs> yeah. No, that, I
2: love that idea, Jimmy, with uh, KO and Sammy uh, against the Usos for the tag titles after uh, K.O.'s done with Roman, so I right. think that would be, that'd be, yeah. that'd be and great. Like
0: the
1: I crowd said, The crowd will come unglued with, if that happens. Mm-hmm. The way,
3: right. Yeah, the way you can tie it in is, like, Roman is expecting Sammy to help him, and he can't do it because K.O.'s his buddy, and, right. you know, and then
1: you go Well, they there. planted those seeds, so, like, that's, and that's the beauty of, if you have that moment where Sammy Zane is, like, holding the chair and Kevin Owens is down, you're like, is he going to hit him, or is he going to, turn around and hit the Usos or whatever. You know, if you have that moment, we're all going to be on the edge of our Mm -hmm. seats. Is he really going to join his friend? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's that perfect, like I could see it going either way. And that's what makes it so great is you just don't know. Mm
2: -hmm. And, and another thing with that is I do believe now that, because in the past you'd see a lot of these things and they just get dropped or forgotten Mm -hmm. about. And Mm -hmm. now it, I do believe that a lot of these things that they're doing, they have a plan for it. They have a direction that they're going. It's not like they're just throwing it out on TV one week and then forgetting about it. So,
1: right. I, I was saying this and not to make it an NXT podcast, but one of my favorite things that they've done is when Dexter went back last week and carried Indy Hartwell out and then gave her the note saying goodbye for now, uh, but maybe again down the road, because to me it said, That the WWE is now not just saying, oh, yeah, that's over. We're moving on. Like they tied up the, it was just a simple, like, let's tie a bow on it, let's end it, and then move on. And to me, like, to me as a viewer, that sent the message, like, okay, now things matter because now they do want to tie up these loose ends and they do want to, they don't want to just have us all going, well, Dexter's on Raw. Why isn't he talking to Indy? Like, just a very simple, doesn't mean anything other than they're acknowledging they need to tie a bow on things. And to me, that was just a very, very important thing that they did long term as far as buying getting my buy into things in the future mm-hmm. speaking of buying into things in the future uh Johnny Gargano is just chatting it up in the chairs and uh Theory shows up Theory's like why didn't you call me and Gargano's like why didn't you call me and uh then Theory says Gargano is jealous and that he needs to be careful because he's swimming with sharks Mm -hmm. Raj what I love about this is it just reminds us that these two don't like each other they didn't have to have a match where they see if they can coexist they didn't have to have uh, (laughs) rematch after rematch it was just a simple oh yeah we still hate each other Mm -hmm. like didn't didn't change the world but I like this what did you think yeah again um, it felt more realistic
2: the way this was done um, by having it about them not calling each other but that's stuff people can relate to Mm -hmm. um I just, you know, I don't want to be one of those guys that's just constantly being like, now everything's so much better because Triple H is in charge or, or whatnot. But these uh, interview segments and these uh, backstage segments, I do think are just way better. And I thought this was really well done. And every, you know, every one of the interview segments I thought tonight was, was really good. And, you know, obviously I thought the uh, Riddle and, and Seth Rollins stuff was outstanding. So um, I thought those was really great. And it uh, And it wasn't like uh Austin Theory was just a total heel. Like you can mm-hmm. he's like, you didn't call me either. And you know, like it was it kind of went both ways. So I thought it was uh I thought it was really well done.
1: Yeah, um, and you you make a good point that it's he's still a jerk, but like right. it's not mm-hmm. outlandish. It's not for no reason. It's right. like, yeah, I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, no, are I'm, you team are you team theory or are you team Gargano?
3: No, I'm team Gargano. He's he <laughs> he's a he's a buddy of mine. That's a personal thing. But at the same time uh, I, like you guys said, I love the way it was done because not only did it sound real, it sounded authentic, they were able to plug in some of the history that some people may mm-hmm. not be aware of while they were, you know, having this verbal battle with each other. And and you talk about talking people into the seats. I don't know if they talk people into seats, but they talked me into wanting to see these two guys get in the ring and settle their differences now.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It- and I thought Theory was really good here, too, in that he didn't come across as over the top. You know, for a young guy that's still uh, getting his push, he he just came across pretty natural, slightly arrogant, arrogant enough that it wasn't over the top, but that you knew who the
1: heel in the situation is. And I, I thought he handled it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that uh, Theory seems way more comfortable than he did a few weeks ago? Like, yeah. I don't know if it's yeah. just the way things are being written or that he's working with Gargano, who he knows, but... He just seems more comfortable than he he has in the past.
3: It's a, I think there's a little bit to do with it. Is is now guys are going out there and it's not you have to uh, speak verbatim. What is on I think guys are given a little bit of creative freedom. I, I'm not saying they're uh, go out there and here's three yeah. bullet points. Make sure you hit those three and say whatever the heck you want. But at the same right. time, they're allowed to, to go out there and be the the character they want to be and create and they're given a little more a a little more leeway i don't want to say that you know the the reins have been taken off there's still a little bit of constraints there but at the same time they're they're feeling comfortable where they are right now
1: well jimmy you did say that uh you like gargano uh Mm -hmm. for personal reasons so my headline is going to read jimmy hates theory it's personal (laughs)
3: <laughs> hey, it's probably going to come out there That's, that's, that's going to be out there
1: uh, So we get to the end of the show here It's Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah versus Eosky and Dakota Kai And I'll be honest This is actually where I really felt the crowd just disappear from the building uh, which was really disappointing considering all the work that went into this trying to get these titles back up to where they're supposed to be uh, it ends as uh, the the good guys chase off Bailey, and during the ruckus, uh, Aaliyah gets a blind tag and then rolls up Dakota Kai for the win. Um, fireworks go off, and the villains uh, and the heroes all yell at each other. Now, Jimmy, I think there's something you're going to be upset about, but you know what I'm upset about? that I'm supposed to like Aaliyah, even though that she blind tags and leaves her partner there to just get beat up for a few minutes before she runs in and steals the glory. That's yeah. a jerk move. If I actually pinned the
2: wrong
3: person,
1: if I, if I was, if yeah. I wouldn't rewatch the match, I'd be like, what were you doing? Why didn't you come in and help me?
3: Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I found that a little odd uh, as a babyface team to do something like that. It almost feels like a heel team would do something like that. Right. <laughs> it, it, it felt a little reversed. Uh, I, I get it. It was different. It was creative. I get what the, the what they were trying to accomplish here. Here's the tag. I've been out of the picture so long. They haven't seen me for a while. I'm going to tag myself in legally and then go down to the floor. What happened to the old world? I complain about referees all the time enforcing rules. She fell back down to the floor to create the illusion that she's still out of the picture. But there's a five count to make that switch. And the referee didn't even acknowledge a count. So uh, yes, I get you can fudge the numbers a little bit, but come on. Yeah. I
1: just, I feel like I'd be a terrible tag team partner. I the whole time. I'd be like, I'm not the legal person. Quit hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> my partner, go get my partner. <laughs> <laughs> the one negative, uh, or one of the negatives,
2: is that they did the whole, the, the awkward way you watch the screen backstage is apparently still there. <laughs> you know, or yeah. you're like looking at it sideways and um but you mm-hmm. know i thought the women worked really hard in this match i felt bad for them because the crowd was just so quiet mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. you know you look you're looking at two teams that weren't teams a month ago and um you know so it's gonna it's gonna take time to to build these stars up but you know again the crowd is dead most of the show during the matches and uh mm-hmm. they're really quiet here but you know i'll, I'll give wwe credit they they try to make it seem like a big deal. They had the pyro and everything. And that's what you want more of. You want to make these title changes feel special for the longest time. The women's tag titles have felt like a complete afterthought. So uh, it's going to be a little bit of a rebuilding phase, but you know, again, I think with uh, Sasha and Naomi coming back too, it's going to give that extra added star power. So, um, so yeah, you just, it's just going to take time, but I thought, I thought they all worked really hard and, um, yeah, it was what it was though.
1: Jimmy, did this get you interested in the women's tag team division again? Obviously, the idea of this was to kind of reignite it. Do you feel like the crowd wasn't into it, but outside of that, do you feel like there's a renewed interest in maybe new opponents for the tag team champions and and this division?
3: Um, I don't want to go that far and say that just yet. I I think there might have been more interest with the heel team going over tonight, which was... uh, you know, if if they did, a lot of people say, well, that was very predictable. But at the same time, there's sometimes there's nothing wrong with being predictable if mm-hmm. it's th- what the right choice is, depending on what's happening coming forward, especially if the rumors are true that we've been hearing about a returning t- women's tag team, the former champs. If that's the case, when they come back, people are automatically going to cheer them, regardless of how they present it. Even if they're presented as heels, mm-hmm. the fans are going to want to cheer them kind of like they want to cheer Becky when Becky is a heel and and, and that sort of thing. So uh, I'm not sure this is the right choice, especially for a young team putting the titles on them. And if you're going to take them away quickly, uh, again, I'm not sure it's the right choice.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll say going back to what I said about NXT and me sort of having a little bit more faith in where things are going because of that, I do have a, okay, well, let's see how this plays out. In the past it'd be like, is there going to be a mechanical spider in that cage? Uh, but now, but now I'm like, okay, maybe they'll do something. Maybe they've got a plan here. Yeah, and,
2: and, and then, you know, you get to you get a new act going. So, you know, uh, but you know, I'm kind of with Jimmy. I I, I do still think that EO and um, Dakota Kai should have won. They're they're kind of in the more established team. They're all, they've shown that they could go in the ring. They're already. Really good. And I think having it more on established characters to get it, to get the belts kind of going again uh, would have been the right move.
1: Yeah, I think that that makes sense to me too. Uh, But now I guess looking at it, I could see reoccurring teams of Shotzi and Zia Lee. I could see uh, Sky and Dakota Kai staying a team. Obviously, now the champs have to stay a team. I think uh, probably Natty and uh, Baser could probably stay a team. So I feel like. I guess the benefit of this is if Sky and Kai won, then I would think that, well, Raquel and Aliyah are done. They're probably not going to tag team ever again. But now I know they're going to tag team. <laughs> right. And Kai and Sky are probably still going to tag team. So at least it makes it feel like a deeper roster in the division. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, yeah. maybe that, it's really just you know, leading. If that works <laughs> for you, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, uh, I I think we're all still waiting now for – banks Mm. and naomi to show up though that's the Mm -hmm. uh that's that's gonna be the shadow kind of looming over this division until that gets fixed because i don't think i'm ever no matter what they do there's always gonna be that. but when are they coming back exactly that's uh kind of kind of gonna be a bummer so we'll see how that plays out but Mm -hmm. that was the show uh Mm -hmm. i thought it was year for year if we do year for year like with uh the ratings i would say this was a great show i would say compared to the last like month probably one of the weaker ones uh but what did you guys think jimmy we'll start with you what did you think
3: no i thought it was a good show again it's a step in the right direction and that's what's that's what it's all about it's about i don't want to say correct all the wrongs from the past it's just being different from what was wasn't working
0: mm-hmm. and
3: what they're doing now under these new regimes so to speak is heading in a different direction and, and people wanted You know, you can't have change. You can't do a 180 overnight. You got got to take your time. You got to, you know, take your steps to advance certain storylines, advance certain talents, advance certain ideas and thoughts and and start changing people's perceptions of what they may think they're going to see. And I think they're like I said, like I said, they're heading in the right direction. It's going to take some time. Uh, No show is perfect. So stop.
1: Except for this one. (laughs)
3: that goes without saying but but again I'm enjoying what I see what I'm seeing now and uh, you know I hope they continue the progress forward
1: Raj you took some time off I don't know how closely you were watching all the Raws before this one Uh, how did this one uh, how did you feel about this one and and then what was your score if the crowd was lively
2: (laughs) there you go I thought the the booking all made sense um, you know, again, you could debate the uh EO not winning EO and uh, Dakota. <laughs> That's the one thing that we'll we'll see where it goes. Um, but I thought the rest of the show, the booking was all uh, made a lot of sense. The matches were there was nothing bad. I thought the matches were all good. Um, and I thought the the interview promo backstage segments were were really good like way better than than they've been. So again, yeah, the 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 crowd being dead hurt it some and and that would be the biggest down uh downer on the show was not having the heat in the matches but mm-hmm. outside
1: of that i thought from a booking standpoint it was it was really good well if i remember next week i'm uh, i'm mm-hmm. going to challenge justin labar and ask why he personally didn't make sure that that was a loud crowd on TV. he, he killed the crowd
3: no nah, he was too busy catering
1: <laughs> yeah uh yeah, I think one of it. I think his um, the guy he manages, Slade was bet was there uh, one of the guards today. So uh, he's he was working, he was working overtime, getting his getting his guy booked. Um, but that does it for us. That does it for the show. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been in the chat: Ricky, Bernie, Mister Croissant, uh, Bernie, DC, Jessa, Baby Ice, uh, Joan Toe, uh, Chris. Uh, Bernie, I think I'm repeating. Randy and everyone else. Adam Staples, thanks so much for being in the chat with us live, stalking you as well. Uh, thanks so much for being in the chat and joining us. Before we go, Raj, where can the world find you online and, and keep up with your world travels? Uh, yeah,
2: just uh, follow me at the, the Raj Geary on Twitter. And um, yeah, that's about it keep checking out wrestling inc remember, always remember 303 and i will be back on uh, the podcast this saturday after clash at the castle be cool. myself isa and alfred so
1: did you get any scoops on who's winning
2: i usually when i get those i don't post them on the site like i'll, I'll i don't know if you remember a couple of years ago like i got the royal rumble winners and christian being the the surprise but i, I told people if you want to know DM me I'll let you know mm. but I'm not posting these because I don't like yeah. posting spoilers and no,
1: I, don't, I, I don't. never even asked for them so that's never any fun uh, Jimmy where can the world find you and everything you're working on
3: <laughs> well you can find me here on wrestling Inc uh, with you guys and uh, on Wednesday nights with uh, Isa and Justin and Justin's like there this Wednesday but uh, I'm I, th- I believe if I'm not mistaken and you can catch me doing my reference on weekdays from Monday to Friday on all my social media at Jimmy Corderas and on my Instagram my, my Facebook and I uh, you can get my reference t-shirt at PorcelainKeys.com, including this one too, which is Canadian Heat Magnet. <laughs>
1: well, I'm Jack Farmer. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media, but I always recommend follow at Wrestling Inc. across mm-hmm. all social media as well. So much news going on. That's where you find it all. You can also check us out on the NXT after show tomorrow, the Dynamite after show on Wednesday, the SmackDown Rampage after show Friday. We're going to have a Clash the Castle on Saturday where I'm, are we doing it all out on Sunday? Yeah,
2: all out on on Sunday. Chuck Carroll, Michael Wiseman, and Issa, and a Worlds collide. They're, they're, we're gonna do both on that same one.
1: Oh, okay, that's a that's a long wrestling. Day. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we will be there to cover it. Make sure to check it out. Uh, thank you again to everyone. Leave a five star review. Why don't you? And we'll see you all next time.